I'm your host, Tia Wilson, and this is No Things in Advance. And today there is not going to be an introductory little ditty or any fancy schmancy editing because I found that I've been putting off making more podcast episodes because of how much mental energy goes into creating something that I view as good enough. And the whole point of this podcast is to overcome perfectionism, to live in the black and white, to create nuance. And so the fact that I've been avoiding it because they can't be perfect just really goes against everything I stand for. And so we're just going to be making some imperfect podcast episodes and getting this content to you. Um, and so there's not going to be any any cool little introduction. We're just going to dive straight into the important stuff. And today the important stuff is the fact that OCD is not your superpower. And what I mean by that is oftentimes I hear in OCD spaces people talking about OCD and not wanting to necessarily do everything for the ERP because they view their OCD as a benefit to them. I've heard people say things like, um, oh, I do really well in my job because of the OCD. Sure, it causes distress, but it also is what makes me such a great teacher or what makes me such a great mom or what makes me such a great um, person to to get things done, right? Or a great student. That's always a really, really common one. It's because of my OCD that I did well on this test. It's because of my OCD that I got my dream job. It's because of my OCD that I that I motivate myself to go through all the day. And I just want to kind of pose an alternative to that. Um, I am under the belief system that OCD is not good. Um, that a lot of those things people say are due to their OCD have more to do with their character traits. For instance, Things like OCD makes me observant. Maybe you're just observant and maybe that's what OCD grabs onto. I know plenty of people who are not observant who have OCD, right? Um, I think it's really important to notice the way we talk about our OCD because it might be something that's keeping you stuck. Um, and we're, today we're just going to talk a little bit about perfectionism and what it actually is and what it actually means. Um, and the fact that it's not a superpower. Um, there's, first of all, two different forms of perfectionism. This is something we've talked about in an earlier podcast episode, adaptive perfectionism and maladaptive perfectionism, right? Um, and a lot of times people will kind of hold on to maladaptive perfectionism and say it's better than nothing, right? It's better that I have perfectionism that's maladaptive and not really helping me um, or not really helpful for my mental health because it's it's serving me to some extent, right? It's getting me that good grade. It's helping me in my job performance, all of those things. But OCD has a confirmation bias. OCD looks for evidence that it's going to help you and disregards all the rest. Um, one of my favorite stories to, to kind of dive into this idea is about this man in Chicago who carries around a 25-foot bamboo pole everywhere he goes. And when you ask him, why are you carrying that pole around? Like, what, what are you doing? Um, that seems really inconvenient. He says, it's to keep the elephants away. And when you say, oh, there are no elephants in Chicago, he says, I know, isn't the pole doing such a good job? And that's exactly what our OCD does. It looks for evidence that serves it, right? It's looking for that one A you got in a test, not how many nights you've spent crying because you got a 98%. It's looking for that one time you did really well in your work and not for those other times where you felt completely incompetent because you couldn't hold up to OCD standards. Not only does it only look for the times where you proved it right, it doesn't really give you a chance to prove it wrong, right? If you are constantly spending eight hours a night studying for a test, you're not going to find out what would happen if you only studied for two. 
maybe you would have got just as good of a grade. Maybe you would have got better of a grade, right? But instead, OCD says that because you are getting consistent A's, it must be because of the perfectionism and the amount of time you're engaging in compulsions. And it doesn't always give you enough credit. It doesn't let you know that maybe you got a good grade because you're good at studying. And then maybe you spent eight hours on top of that, just driving yourself crazy, right? Um, I think it's important to to bring this up because it points out the fact that sometimes the perfectionism is not giving us more. In fact, it could be taking away from our performance. Um, I think a really great study that illustrates this is a little study that Jerry Uselman, a professor at University of Florida, did. He divided his film photography students into two separate groups. One group was the quantity group. One group was the quality group. So in the quantity group, they were graded only on the amount of work they produced. On the final day of class, like he would count how many different photos they had taken. And if you did at least 100 photos, you would get an A. 90 photos was a B and so on. So essentially, they were trying to take as many photos as possible. On the other side, he took the group and turned them into the quality group, and they were graded only on finding the best photo. They only had to make one photo that entire semester to get an A, but it had to be a nearly perfect image. And you might kind of think that one image that they spent all this time, you know, dedicating all of their hours to was better than all of these hundreds of photos submitted by the other quantity side of the classroom. But in reality, he was surprised to find that the people with the best photos were the quantity group, right? The people who had taken a lot of photos, who had let themselves fail, who let themselves experiment with composition and lighting and all of these different methods of taking photos and, and really learning from their mistakes, right? Whereas this other side of the group had spent so much time striving for that perfectionism, they didn't have the chance to take those mistakes in stride. Um, and I kind of want to bring this up because this is what I experienced. I, for a very long time, felt like a lot of my success was due to my perfectionism. And I thought that without it, I would fail. All of these things that I thought I was good at only because of my perfectionism were inevitably going to get worse when I went through the ERP process. And I kind of dragged my feet through it a little bit. Um, I felt like it was just going to kind of make me mediocre right? If I didn't have this fear and this shame motivating me, then what would? And that's such an unfortunate way of thinking, but it's something that a lot of people with OCD experience. And I've been amazed to find out that, you know, not only is life better on the other side of the ERP, it would be okay if I was actually mediocre, it would be worth it. I'm actually not. <laughs> it's actually been really amazing to me that not only have I not lost those things that I considered skills, but I've actually gotten better at them in a way that was unprecedented when I had that really, really severe per perfectionism OCD. What I mean by that is now I'm able to accept my mistakes. You know, I'm able to practice singing. For a very long time, I stopped singing because I didn't feel like I was good enough. Um, I'm really good at listening for pitch and things that made it so I would really grab onto any little mistake I made musically. And it kind of got to a point where I just stopped singing. I stopped doing these things that I loved because I wasn't doing them perfectly. And I was really concerned that if I went through ERP and started practicing singing and letting myself make those mistakes, I was just going to kind of like prove to myself and everyone else that I was not a good singer. 
And in reality, on first of all, I now have fun singing. It's actually enjoyable whether I'm sounding good or not. And on the other hand, I think I actually sound a little bit better. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that when you're practicing something consistently because you want to practice it and not because you're scared of what will happen if you don't, you're able to take those mistakes that you make in stride and use them to better you as a performer or as a friend or as an employee, right? Um, I don't fail more without the OCD, but I fail in ways that help me. It's not as if now I, I get the chance to have more failure. That's one thing OCD tells you it's protecting you from. It says, if you do everything exactly perfectly, you will never fail. And as we all know, that's not true. We've tried that and we still failed. But now I'm failing pretty much equally, maybe a little bit more because I'm exposing myself to these things more, but I'm able to use those failures to help me grow. And that's really what it's all about, right? So if you're someone who kind of views your OCD as a superpower, I'd encourage you to challenge that a little bit. Kind of own some of those things. When you think about, you know, I'm such a good editor because I am able to pick out any little flaw. Maybe you're observant. Maybe your OCD has just grabbed onto that and and turned it into a compulsion, right? When you say I'm such a good mom because I'm so overly concerned with the safety of my kids. Maybe you're just a good mom because you care about your kiddos and maybe your OCD grabs onto that and makes it so you're overprotective. When you tell yourself, I'm such a good student because my perfectionism has me study so much, maybe talk about the fact that you are good at studying. It's something that you care about. You care about your education and that's what OCD has grabbed onto and turned into some compulsions where you maybe study a little bit too long, right? And we challenge a lot of those thoughts by ERP. We do the work. We do the action. So instead of sitting there and studying extra long, we do exposures where we stop, where we where in, we have the urge to continue and keep going until it's perfect, and we stop. I really like the 70% rule. That's a really good gauge for me. Um, I do things until there's 70%. Not 100%, because first of all, that never happens, as we know. It's very, very rare that OCD is ever satisfied. In fact, it pretty much never is. Um, so it's not to get to 100%, it's to get to 70%. Because to me, things that are 70% are things that are worth doing imperfectly. So now, you know, if I'm studying, if I'm making a podcast, for instance, I will do things 70% and then stop. And the really cool thing is that 70% is not only more fun than doing 100% perfectionism, but again, I think it often has more value. I truly believe that. I think that I've had more connection, more quality, more, um, I don't know, whatever the opposite of mediocre is, more success when I've let myself fail, when I've let myself do 70%. Um, And I mean, also just keep in mind when you have OCD, sometimes your 70% is someone else's 100%, right? We can be really, really hard on ourselves. So hopefully everyone is able to kind of, you know, take a step back, be able to separate their OCD from themselves, be able to take a little bit more credit for how amazing you are and stop giving OCD that credit. Stop letting it keep you stuck, right? Do the ERP, do the work, um, and then live imperfectly. Make a little podcast and stop waiting for so long because you can't do the perfect little introduction to your episode, right? Um, Take a lesson from me there. (laughs) So thank you guys for tuning in today. This will just be a short little episode. I think we'll do more short little episodes because that feels 
um, really feasible to me. And again, my goal here is to be able to get you guys information um, that helps you not to make some perfect podcast as much as of a good idea as that sounds. So you'll probably get some more imperfectly short little episodes from me coming up soon. I hope you guys have a lovely day and keep on living that imperfect but worthwhile life.